when wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. Wasted. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Bottom line is, Topher needs help. He's British in his heart, but not in his mouth. And <laughs> Hi, I'm Topher. I'm Rachel. And this is True Crimes Against, Against Wine. Welcome today. I am very, very excited about today's episode. Me too. I guess I'll find out very soon why you're excited. Um, yes. Which makes me a little bit less excited now. So um, what emotion is that then? Fear. Yes, correct. Fear. No, I'm excited because we are finally getting into one of my favorite regions. Okay, what's um, that? It's Provence. Ooh. Provence, France. Provence, France. Provence, France. I just really enjoy their wines. Because you're snob? Well, yes. not the entire reason. We'll get into that in a second. I am excited because I really love what this region puts out. Okay. I know that they are known for rosé. They're okay. actually the largest producer of rosé in the world. Okay, so does rosé have to originate from Provence? No, or not, not at all. So it's not like champagne? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, rosé is just a, a set of wine like red or white. Because you mix red and white to get rosé, correct? Well, that is one way to, to get into it, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Well, do you want to um, get going? I do. Pour I do. Yeah, let's pour. Okay. And see what we're dealing with. What would we normally expect from a rosé from Provence, Topher? Well, I'm already seeing confirmation of what I would expect, which is this color that's in the glass. So it is a really light blush. Mm -hmm. Like a rose gold. Yeah, a very like rose gold tint to it. There's no right or wrong way to do rosé. And a lot of times you can have this color. You can have more of a, a pink. There can be more of like a deep rose Mm -hmm. almost red color but when i see wines like this i automatically think to myself that's probably going to be from provence it's probably going to be a really light crisp acidic terroir driven wine which is what i'm into so let's well cheers let's try it out let's see definitely getting a lot of the earth and terroir coming off of the nose Mm -hmm. more than i am the fruit notes which is you'll remember very different that's a that's a face Took a bigger sip than I should have. All right. Um, <laughs> Topher is still smelling his and like really appreciating. Trying to savor the experience, Rachel. All the sensory experiences. That I just Rachel's just like, glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> you remember from some of the other wines that we've tasted together, particularly the ones that we've tasted from California, mm-hmm. that a lot of times what we get right off the bat on the nose is that like super deep, lush kind of fruit, berry. This isn't berry-ish at no. all. It's very acidic, I would mm-hmm. say, but not in a bad way, just not what I was expecting it, in my giant... It smells tartar <laughs> than yes. what we've been drinking. It is, yeah, lately. I would say tart. All right, so I'm anxious for you to actually sip it and see what you say. Topher took a very moderate sip, by the way. He didn't down like a third of his glass like I did. Topher's better at hiding his alcoholism. Well, better or just not as good as Rachel. That would be better. Okay. <laughs> so what are you getting off of the, the palette? Oh, boy. Remember that there's no wrong answer unless Except you say I grapes. Agree. Okay. Well, you know, that's my go-to when we're drinking wine. I and Topher, they shouldn't make it with grapes if they don't want to taste grapes. <laughs> it does seem counterintuitive, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say maybe a little grapefruit. Okay. Which is grape adjacent. It is. But, but like not grape nuts, grape. not actually a grape. Or a nut. Yes. No, it's very acidic. So I'm just getting a lot of the acidity. When you say acidity, what are you what are you talking about? It's, what is that doing to you? It's tart, but not in a raspberry tart. Mm-hmm. Like it reminds me of like a citrus fruit tartness. Yeah. And it kind of does that thing where it makes your whole mouth sort of coats it, makes you salivate. Hence why I had that face a second yes. ago. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I was I would, not expecting that. I would agree with you. I'm definitely getting <clears throat> citrus to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you said grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Are you able to hone in on like red grapefruit versus white grapefruit? Well, no, I'm not. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Because I've never had white grapefruit. What? I'm sorry, I'm not as sophisticated when it comes to fruits as you are. Well, you know, I am a big old fruit myself, so. (laughs) 
It's in my blood. I didn't know there were white grapefruits, honestly. This is going to be a fun episode. Oh, I think everybody's in for a treat. So you said you were supposed to taste some earthiness to this, right? Well, yes. Terroir. That means earth. It does mean... It does mean earth. It has nothing to do with water. Okay. Uh, that's just talking about like where where it came from and a sense of place in terms of the environment that it was in. So what would you expect from that then? For this particular area, I'm expecting. So these rosés, oftentimes the texture and the lightness of them mm-hmm. gives me like a like a wet pebble sort of mm. feeling in my mouth. Does that make sense? Can yes. You- like when you go outside and you shove a bunch of rocks in your mouth after it rains exactly like that okay. um no just the way it kind of like washes and rolls over my palate and my tongue gives me a lot of that okay and like because, a mineral taste yeah like, okay. that's yeah minerality and i'm still i can see the fruit and i think that you're spot on with the grapefruit thank you and i also am getting a slightly underripe strawberry hmm. i am not tasting that that's fine there's also <laughs> kind of a a green herbaceousness to it that i think is really fun Okay, let me take another step. And remember, we've talked about this, I know, in the past that, especially with these Mm -hmm. really chilled wines, a lot of times it's easier as it starts to warm up and open up. And I can can almost taste now that it's been sitting a little bit, a little bit more complexity to the flavor than I initially thought there was because it had been chilled. Like it's, it was in my fridge for maybe two days or so. Perfect aging time. Yes. (laughs) That's how I... Like to do all of my drinks. I just keep them in the fridge for two days and they're good to go. Well, I can keep on talking a lot about where this wine comes from and things yeah. like that. Or do you want to go ahead and you know what? end my suspense? Let's. I'm not going to end your suspense yet, but I will remove the covering on the bottle. Okay. And I want you to take a look at it. Okay. And see what, what you think. So here's our bottle. So we are looking at Maison number nine. Correct. Rosé wine mm-hmm. with this lovely sword wrapped in a rose. Because it's rosé, so rose. You yeah, know. you know. It's a little okay. too obvious, it's a very, whatever. It's a very sophisticated looking bottle. It is. So here's the back of the label. It doesn't give you a lot of information. No, which is pretty common for uh, French labels. So what, what are your impressions now that you've seen our bottle? And it's a very long, skinny bottle to you. It is. And there's a specific name for this type of bottle usually tall boy tall skinny boy it's called a topher so normally these bottles would have a slight indentation like hourglass mm-hmm. thicker to them and they're called skittles like the candy like the candy yeah because the candy is made from wine bottles I, that wouldn't surprise me honestly <laughs> i didn't know that so that'll be a good trivia fact next time yeah next time you're at the bar yeah when bars are a thing again and yeah. you can go and you know play trivia. Woo-hoo. So does this bottle give you any clues as to the celebrity attached to it? Okay, well Maison means house. Yes. Number nine. I'm going to say Maison House, Doctor House, Hugh Laurie. Mm-hmm. I love these connections you're making. But Keep it's going. a collaboration with the ninth doctor from Doctor Who. You know what? Because they're both British. Topher, you are so wrong about all of us. I felt like I was on a really good. I love, I love the story that you were telling. However, Um, would you like to know the celebrity? I I would love to. Okay, so the celebrity is Post Malone. Post Malone. Oh no! (laughs) So why are you saying oh no? You're gonna make me drink so much. Why? I know nothing. Correct. So let's go ahead and take a little sip. Oh no! (laughs) So. What do you know about Post Malone? Let's start He there. has face tattoos. He sure does. Does he have one of a sword with... He has a sword. Does it have roses? Face? No. Well, unless he added the rose to it, but okay. no. I haven't checked in with him, you know, in the past 24 hours. I want to backtrack. Okay. And I want to I want to take a guess as to who made this wine. Oh, okay. I think because of the face tattoo that's on the face of the bottle, Get you'll it? see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. It is Mike Tyson. You know what? I think Mike Tyson and Post Malone may be related. That's Probably. how face tattoos work, right? That is, yeah. It's like the gays. If you know one, you know them all. <laughs> no, but I would really love to try a wine from Mike Tyson if you were to ever. Mike Tyson, we know you're listening. So please do a wine for us. Please, please do a wine. Not now. Now that you made fun of him and his list. Now he's, <laughs> It he's was homage. It was an homage. <laughs> 
All right. So let's talk about Post Malone for a little bit. Okay. This is going to be a very one-sided conversation. Before we start, do you know anything beyond face tattoos when it comes to Post Malone? He is a music artist. Yes. He also mm-hmm. is a wine producer. You're, you're right, buddy. What else? Batting a thousand so far. He has more than just face tattoos. He has other tattoos as well. He does have other tattoos. Usually people don't start with the face. They start elsewhere and then work their way up to the face. I would like to know what his process was, though. I also know that my, <laughs> my friend... His tattoo journey. My friend Cash is really into him. Yeah? Yeah. So I feel like those are th- three solid facts. <laughs> those are very good facts. Yeah. I appreciate... I'm work. winning. Do you have any idea how old he is or like any of that? Mm, how old he is? Yeah. He's pretty young. He is. I'm going to say like mid-20s. Let me try to do math. Yeah, you're spot on. He was born in 1995. Okay. <laughs> I just... It's it, weird. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. It was still weird for me when my because sister... Because we were born in 96, so... Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> ugh. Old So people. old. <laughs> so Post Malone was born in 1995 in okay. New York, but he and his family... New York moved... City? No. Mm. Upstate. I think Syracuse, as far as I know. That tracks. Our fact checkers are saying that we're correct. Thank you. Fact checkers. Then he moved to Texas with his family. His father worked as a DJ. Okay. And they moved to Texas because his dad became the manager of concessions for the Dallas Cowboys. That's a strange jump. From DJ to Nacho King? Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for him. (laughs) Like, pursue your passions. (laughs) Are you saying his dad's passions were concessions? Like, he just really loved, like, hot dogs. Well, it sounds like it. Why would you give up that sweet, sweet DJing money if you're going to... I think he probably made more selling food to drunk people at football games. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to agree to disagree on that. Well, I'm right. Moving on. He first became interested in music from playing... What game do you think? Video game. Oh, um... Take a a guess. uh, What is it? This isn't our quiz time yet. Guitar Hero? Yes! Good job, Topher! Yes. The only music video game I know of. I think that is the only one. So well done. Yeah, it's not funny. That is funny. I had a similar experience. Of playing Guitar Hero? Um, or no, your not, father not... being the manager for the Dallas Cowboys concessions? He was more in concessions and acquisitions. But okay. no, I remember when I was a teenager playing a karaoke game on my Xbox with my, my friends. And that's when everyone discovered that I had this incredible gift. And... What's that gift? Singing, obviously. (laughs) And then my friends got the like rock band or guitar hero or whatever. And no, I think it was rock band because it's the one where you can like do all the different ones. Uh You know, you've got like the lead guitarist and the bass guy and the drums and then the singer. And I discovered, oh, I may have the voice of an angel. You do? But I do not have any kind of rhythm. Like trying to strum (laughs) on the easiest setting. It was just like, nope, I was getting kicked out of the band constantly. It was not okay. So I'm hearing a really tragic backstory about your failed band, despite your vocal prowess. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you should tell them who's got a fancy podcast now. That's right. With your angelic voice. The fanciest with my pinky out. Yes. All right. So now before we keep going into Post Malone's life, let's see what this wine is doing for us. It is starting to open up a lot more. Mm -hmm. There's almost like a saltiness to it. That's really nice. Do you think they just put salt in the bottle? I think it's probably more to do with its proximity to the ocean. Oh, is Provence near the ocean? Provence is near the... Okay. Well, we need to talk about Provence, clearly. (laughs) All right. I have not been. So... Just in case anybody had any doubt about that. So Provence is a section of France that is along the Mediterranean Sea in the south of France. Mm -hmm. It is where the French Riviera is. Oh, okay. Also known as the Côte d'Azur, if you're... The Blue Coast. Am I right? Yes. Oh, thanks when you're French. There you go. So it's a really interesting region, especially when you think about the designation of this Mm -hmm. particular wine. Mm -hmm. Most wines in France are regulated under the AOC, which is just a classification. (gasps) She's in charge of it? (laughs) Wouldn't that be great if that were true, That would be kind of amazing. And now I'm disappointed (laughs) in all the rest of my facts. (laughs) So we need to get on the phone with her office. Seriously, she works for us. That's right. We're her boss. So the the AOC is basically just a a classification um, that is designating all of the different wine regions and controlling all the legal code for what can be grown there, what amounts, all that kind of stuff. What does AOC stand for, by the way? It is Appellation of Control. Okay. I can't remember the French for that. Appellation Uh. Order Control. I can't remember. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, the wine's already getting to me. So, but this is actually classified under a separate thing mm-hmm. called the IGP. What does that mean? That is the Indication Géographique Protégée. Ooh. Which tells me nothing except that. <laughs> but it sounds good. Yeah. So the IGP is actually a separate thing mm-hmm. that a lot of areas that aren't designated as AOC are being designated as. And they have a couple of these in France. Are these like warring organizations that are just like dividing no. up the country of France? Like Not... we get this part. Like, no, we get this part now. No, no, no. No. No, it's not that really. It's it's just two separate schools of thought. So the IGPs are more about geography okay. of the area that they're in okay. than they are in the style and the authoritarian sort of way of making wine. So the IGP is more of like the hippie organization is what I'm gathering from Yeah, this. they do things a little bit more naturalistically than they than they do. So they're the Montessori school? Yes. Of? Very much so. Okay. But because of that, it also gives you a lot more freedom of what you're growing, and it makes it a lot easier for Post Malone. They're not as uptight. Yeah. Okay. So they'll allow an American rapper with face tattoos they will into their it. area. Yeah. Okay. Well, but so this particular area of France, it's mm-hmm. not suited to wide scale agriculture, but it's excellent for nestling vines into the the hills below the Alps. That sounds adorable. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful area as you get up into like the foothills of the French Alps, and it's bordered by the east side of Italy. So I'm going to pause you for a second and let you take a sip while Topher's taking a drink. If anybody would like to pay for a trip for us to go there and see these nestled vines, we'll be happy to yeah. take your, your money. And then we'll send you some photos and a postcard or two. Absolutely. I mean, we, we are very rich, but all of our money is tied up in investments right now. Yes. My investments, Topher means our imagination. Yeah. <laughs> our, our portfolios. That's a thing, Our right? CDs, our CD collection. Our, our CD collection. From Columbia House. What's fun about this area is, mm-hmm. is, as I said, you know, it's at the foothills of the Alps. Yes. And wait, the French they, Alps. Okay. Are the French Alps that close to the Mediterranean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, okay then. You didn't even know that it was by the sea. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know geography as well as you do. All right. So Provence <laughs> is actually the sunniest place in France. Oh, yeah. interesting. And that's great for growing things, but also because of the warmth can sometimes make it so that crops will ripen before they're supposed to. So it's mm. a speedier growing process, which isn't great in terms of the quality of flavor for something like grapes. Okay. So what makes it really special is that there's these famous winds that come down from mm-hmm. the, the top of the Alps and they go into the south onto the Mediterranean. Okay. And they're called the Mistral winds. And they're these cold winds that come through 41 miles an hour. That's fast, I think. It's very fast. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're famous for these ones. And what that does is it cools the area down mm-hmm. so that, and it also um, kind of makes it difficult for the grapes to grow because okay. they're constantly being wind tossed, you know? But as we've talked about before, when vines struggle is when they produce the best fruit. So they're getting all of the best conditions in terms of the nutrients of the sunshine, but they're also having a cooler influence from the winds and also the grapes are struggling to grow, which imparts better flavor. So, so it's to a me, perfect sounds, storm of, mm-hmm. of goodness. Like a parent who loves you, but they're also very firm yes. with their rules and yes. regulations. Because mm-hmm. like, well, I love you, but I'm going to practice tough love. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like being a military brat, but mm-hmm. like your sergeant father actually does have a heart of gold. Like he's not just a hard nose all the time. Okay. So in this analogy... Is the father the wind and the mom is the sunshine? Yeah, I would say that's that's about right. Oh, I really like this. Can we oh. make a cartoon out of this? We should, or like a children's picture book. <gasps> yes. Like baby's first guide to Provence. Okay, again, any rich weirdos You can find it on there. Goop. <laughs> yeah, oh God, Gwyneth Paltrow would be all over that show. Yeah, she would. Baby's first guide to Provence. Ugh. We could have a whole series too. Baby's first guide to a bunch of rich nonsense. Yes. That's well, that's the name of the overall series. Yes. <laughs> Baby's first guide to privilege. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but those winds that I was talking about, the Mistral winds, they actually have influenced. Why are they called Mistro? Mistral. Oh, Mistral. M I S T R A L. Okay. They've actually influenced the architecture of the area. So Provence is the the area where you get all the lavender fields and you've got mm-hmm. those beautiful 
dusty cream colored cottages with the light blue shutters. Again, we'll happily take a trip there if anybody wants to pay for it. Just to make sure that's for real. Yeah, I don't. It's more of a fact checking expedition. Yeah, I think Topher may be bullshitting this. So I really need someone to pay for this excursion just to see if he's right or not. Thank you. Thanks. Because of the the winds, that's why all of the houses there face south. Oh. And also all of the Hmm. church bell towers are open on all four sides. Because, I mean, you don't want them getting knocked over by 41 mile an hour But winds. doesn't that mean the bells are just constantly ringing from all the wind? I don't know. That's a great question. Again, if you could pay for a trip for us to go and find the answers to these hard-hitting questions. We will do some serious investigative journalism. And again, we'll send you a postcard or three. Hey, I'll knock it up from two to three. Yeah. I will pay for that extra postcard and postage. I will take a picture of my face buried in cheese. That's fair. And I will just keep on drinking this rosé. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's your little introduction to Provence. Provence. You know I will not remember any of that later on, except for the weird crap that I've made up in my head now. <laughs> it's this very windy place with a little smiley happy sun and an angry wind. And the bells are always ringing. The bells are always ringing. Lavender galore and everybody's drinking rosé. Sounds like a wonderful place. I would live there. Yeah. So we will even up our offer of travel to if you would like to buy us a vacation home, we'll split it. We're not greedy. Yeah. We'll split one. We each get our own ensuite, though. None of this this European family bath nonsense. No, mm -mm. No, we're not about that. We're Americans. We need our own bathrooms. Yeah. But we will graciously accept your offer of buying us a, a second home in Provence. And we'll post all the pictures of it. Oh, all the pictures. Yeah. Topher's already offered to do the remodeling, so it doesn't even have to be like a ready-to-live-in sort of place. I'm very good at decorating. He is. And handiwork. I'm very good at supervising. Be like, that's not a hammer, Topher. I'm like, uh, silly me. Silly you. So talk to me more about Post Malone. Okay, so what are you getting now from the wine? And let me try to tie it into Post Malone's life and personality. A little bit of white pepper. Ooh. White Pepper is an excellent rap name, by the way. Yes, it is. (laughs) Do you know how he, Post Malone, picked his rap name? Well, because Pre Malone was already taken. Correct. Also, fun fact, I learned just last year that it was Post Malone and not Post Maloney. (laughs) What? You know, like Jennifer, or what's her name? Jenna Maroney? No. Is that? The character from 30 Rock? The one that was in Saved. Jenna Maloney? Maloney or Maloney? Our fact checkers are going to have to get back to us. They're going to have to do some digging. Anyway, he mispronounces his name. That's the moral of the story. (laughs) Do you want to put a little accent on the E on the end of his name? Maloney. Maloney. So his full name is Austin Richard Post. Oh. And he got Post Malone from a combination of his last name and a rap name generator. I think that I had heard something about him using a rap name generator. Mm-hmm. Well, we've already established that you don't need to because your rap name is going to be White Pepper. Yes. That's a fact. And not even like White Peppa, like no. White Pepper. Pepper. Because I'm, I'm more you gangster. Will, you will say every syllable in that word. I enunciate all of my raps. Can that be the name of your first album? No, my first album is Iambic Pentameter. Oh, the single though is I enunciate all of my raps? Yes. Okay, that's fair. That's like the subtitle. A little parenthetical underneath yes. it. Oh, a footnote? Yes. <laughs> you have little footnotes. And I cite all of my sources as well. You better. You better cite your sources. Don't want to be quoting Lord Byron in my raps and not like letting people know <laughs> where it came from. Mm-mm. You have to cite them. So yeah, Post Malone got his name from a rap name generator plus his last name. Okay. As one does. But you know, it's worked for him. What a strange result to get from a rap name generator. Malone. Malone. Well, maybe it came up with something else and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to put post in front of it. Maybe. I don't know. I still think it's weird. Well, you can tell him that. Here he is. Hey, buddy. Oh my God. Huge fan of your work. (laughs) But really, Post Malone, again, we know you're listening. Please reach out and tell us the full story. Yes. We greatly appreciate it. it. So after he moved from New York to Texas, mm-hmm. he continued his journey across our great nation, and he went and lived in L.A. after dropping out of community college in Texas. I love a good success story. Yeah. So he went out there. He started some like little band stuff, like releasing some songs, and then they got pretty popular. 
the band that he was in or the songs that he was releasing? The songs. Okay. So he also plays guitar. Like he's not just a rapper. He also plays guitar. And we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. Okay. But he started doing that with a with a band, but it was really just kind of like the rap hip hop kind of style, not like alternative bands or bands that you may be thinking of. Not a swing band, which I know is coming to your mind at this moment. I was That's definitely not thinking what it is. A October. post Malone in a poodle Follow. skirt <laughs> with some white patent leather shoes. Oh, that would be great though. Can we make him do that? We can we can make him do anything. <laughs> Can, do we have that power? We paid for his wine. Like, he owes us oh, now. Oh, we didn't talk about the price point for the wine. Oh, yeah. Can How I make much? a guess? Yeah, make a guess. I'm going to say like $16. Ooh, no. Is it more expensive? Yes, it is. Is it much more expensive? Well, how much is much more? Make your next guess. Well, I would say that $10 over would be much more expensive. Like, I'm not saying that's really expensive, but that's much more expensive. Well, it, it cost me $23 at the store. Wow. But I you know what? You know, I'm enjoying it. I am thoroughly enjoying this wine. I think so that it's far, very delicious. So far, this has been a fun little treat. Yes. I wish I were um, on a patio right now. Well. Maybe in Provence. Once our sponsors come through with our vacation home. We Are we being it. overt enough in our hints? No. Again. Give us money. And a house in France. Thank you. She's more polite than I am. Oh, a plane. We need a private jet to get there. Oh, I'm not. We're not taking a rowboat across the Atlantic. Come on. Let's be <laughs> I real. ain't fly a COVID coach. No. Hell no. Fuck that shit. Private jet, please. Jet or nothing. Jet or nothing. You know what? You know who else owns vineyards in Provence that who? we can just hitch a ride with? Who? Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, huh? well, yeah, I'd take a ride on a plane with her. Okay, I'd do that. And Brad Pitt. Okay, fair. Or Angelina Jolie. I don't know which one of them Ooh. got the plane. <gasps> Maybe they both get the plane, but they just split it in half. That doesn't sound fun for us. Not for transatlantic. Sounds a little dangerous, but let's try it. You only live once, right? Some Amelia Earhart nonsense right there. Well, let's um keep drinking. I'm going to fill Topher up. You're a little bit slow on this. I'm savoring this because it's really delicious. You know what, though? I think it might be time to give you a quiz. Oh, yay. <laughs> so let's do a little toast. Toast? Okay, so I am not excited about this quiz. But I am so pumped for this quiz. This is going to be terrible. This is going to be the best part of everything in your life forever. So I'm sorry if you're going to like get married or have a child. It's not going to compare. Basically, you should quiz. just do this quiz as your vows is what <gasps> Rachel's yes, saying. Yes, you should. I agree. All right. So you know Post Malone is a rapper. I do know that now. You already knew that. I knew that he was an artist. I didn't know what kind of music he You thought he, he was just like a visual artist? What? Yes, I thought he was Banksy. Oh, what if he is, though? What if Banksy has a wine? Banksy, if you have a wine, send it to us. We won't tell, but we will drink it. Oh, my God. And only my wine nerds will get this, but then he would have to have a Bordeaux. I don't get the joke. Because it's either on the right or left bank that it's from. Because he's bank. You guys are cracking up at home. I know that you are. I'm just giving Tover a very judgmental look. I'm used to it. I'm immune to it now. Mm. Well, we'll see right now, won't we? All right, so this quiz is going to be over some lyrics. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Okay. And you have to tell me if this is a Post Malone lyric. Or something or, that Trump said. No, I wouldn't do that. Or a lyric from another musical artist. You don't have to tell me who the other person may or may not be. Okay. But is it from Post Malone, yes or no? Okay. Okay, so here's... But they, a are, they are all real lyrics. Correct. They are all real lyrics. I did okay. not make up a lyric. Okay, that was hard to say just now. Well, it's hard because we've, we're getting into the wine. Yeah. So. All right. So here's our first one. Seasons change and our love went cold. Feed the flame because we can't let go. Seasons change mm -hmm. and the love went cold. Yep. Feed the flame. Yep. So you don't grow old. Nope. Because we can't let go. Because we can't let go. Uh-huh. Is that a Post Malone lyric? Oh. If you can tell me the song, I'll give you a bonus point. I think it's a Rihanna song. Ooh, no. Is it a Post Malone? It is a Post Malone. So take a, take a okay. drink. I'm going to take a drink and then I have a comment. Because you are wrong. It's from his song called Circles. In this which... will come as no shock to you. I don't know that I have listened to any. Okay. Fun fact. In that music video, he is dressed up like a medieval knight. Oh my God, like that Hallmark Christmas movie with Vanessa Hudgens. That's where he took his inspiration from. How did you know? Oh, I was about to ask which came first. 
Oh, definitely the Hallmark and then Post Malone song. Yeah. He's like, hey, music video idea. I, I like those lyrics. I think those were sweet. Those were sweet? Yeah. Okay. Ready for another one? Okay. All right. Take a little sip just to cleanse your palate. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, no. Fact checker. Should I do lyric one, two, three, or five? Jesus Christ. Three. Three. Okay. Okay. But I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. Is that a Post Malone lyric or not? Hmm. This is very hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want me to repeat it? No. You sure? Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Again, one more time. The lyric is, but I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky shit like every single day. I don't know why I'm hemming and hawing so much on this, because if I get it right, you're going to make me drink. And if I get it wrong, you're going to make me drink. Like, there's no well, penalty of course. Here. The penalty is your shame. Oh, you sweet little summer child. Um, yes, it's a yes. You are very wrong. So go ahead and drink up. That is from a Snoop Dogg song. God damn it. Which I know you are a huge Snoop Dogg fan. I should have known that. You know what else? It reminds me. It's from his song Gin and Juice, by the way. Oh. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. That classic. That classic that you know all the words for. Yep. I was singing it in the shower today. Mm-hmm. As you were sipping on your gin and juice in the As my gin. Oh, man. I wish I'd been. Sounds great. Minus the juice. Okay. But that little lyric actually reminded me of one of my other favorite artists. Okay. Naomi Campbell. <laughs> yes. And in her one, mm-hmm. her debut and only she only needed music one. album. One was enough. The title track is called Baby Woman. Oh, classic. And at, at, at a certain point during that, mm-hmm. she says that she is a funky bouquet of the flowers she grows. Sounds very I'm empowering. a funky bouquet of the flowers I grow. I think it means she needs to check her pH level. Well, that's one way to interpret that, Topher. Next P- question. Yes, women don't describe their yeast infections as funky bouquets. Well, Naomi Campbell does. Maybe it's a British thing. I don't know. You know, maybe it's one of those like British sayings that doesn't translate as well in America. It's Britishisms. Okay. So do you want one, two, or five? Next. Five. Okay. Are you ready? Y- yes. Okay. So fuck it all tonight and don't tell me to shut up when you talk too much, but you don't got shit to say. That sounds like a Lizzo song. All right. I will say it one more time, but fuck it all tonight and don't tell me to shut up when you talk too much, but you don't got shit to say. I'm going to still double down and say that's a Lizzo song. Wrong. It's a Post Malone song? Yes. Did Lizzo write it though? (laughs) No, but that would be delightful if she done. (laughs) You need to drink more than that. Come on. My class is a little bit lower than yours. You need to catch up. You need to slow down because I've got a quiz for you next. And I will fail it regardless of how sober I am. We all know that. And we all know that I don't retain any wine knowledge. That did sound like a Lizzo song though, right? It felt very empowering. Like there's this dude that is over there in your house trying Uh to tell you, like trying to gaslight you, make you feel like you're crazy. And you're Uh like, hell no, shut that shit down, right? That's what I got from it. That was from the Post Malone song called Goodbyes. Are you ready for the fact about the music video? I How many of these did so you much. watch? A lot. <laughs> this is what I spent last have, night doing. We're going to have to have like a I marathon. I watched all the Post Malone music videos. So he plays like this 1950s gangster. Oh. Who is Like dead. White Pepper. <laughs> no, you are a contemporary man. Oh. You're a man of the people. Oh, okay. And I've never been accused of that before. Because <laughs> he's a snob. No, so Post Malone plays like this 1950s gangster who is stabbed to death very early on. Is he wearing like a like a suit kind of thing? No, he's got like the white t-shirt tucked into the jeans, like the slick back hair. He's a greaser. He's very much a greaser. Okay. But then he's stabbed to death, which is a twist that nobody saw early on. Yeah. And then he comes back as a ghost to haunt his ex-girlfriend. But, 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 the best part, and we haven't even gotten to this yet, but we will after the quiz is done. He drinks the Bud Light as a ghost. Oh, my God. Oh, he haunts his girlfriend. So I'm seeing some parallels to one of my other favorite music videos of all time. How? Because of the greaser <laughs> and then a ghost situation. Drinking Bud Light? Not the Bud Light part, but the greaser into ghost. Fair. Ghost. Can we do Starring a mashup of that music video with Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now, where her greaser dead boyfriend is riding the motorcycle through the hallways. Is this of a meatloaf like, video? Oh, my God. It's. So close to it. We could have like a, a full mashup. Well, okay. When you the say, can we have a mashup? Are you asking, is it 
is it possible, possible to splice these videos together and then put them on YouTube? But yes. Also, but also have... Do we have that technical capability? No. No, no we no. don't. Again, any of you out there who can do that, we would really like to see it. And when you finish the product... We will toast you. Yes. From Provence. From Provence. So we are going to go to Provence. And oh, then that's how we're going to start signing videos. our podcast off. From our provincial house to yours. <laughs> All right, you're not done with the quiz. Okay, let's go. All right, you ready? Yep. Okay. He wakes up in the morning, does his teeth, bite to eat. Does his teeth? Listen, he wakes up in the morning. Who does their teeth? Topher, listen. Okay. Stop interrupting. Third time. He wakes up in the morning, does his teeth, bite to eat, and he's rolling. Okay. All right. It's, it's phrased awkwardly. Mm-hmm. I so, do, so you say. I do have to circle back around to doing one's teeth. What do you think that might mean? Well, it feels as though it should mean brushing your teeth. I assume it does. But who says that? Like the British people say cleaning their teeth. But they don't really do it. That's not true, Rachel. <laughs> they just drink a lot of tea. So, okay, you are avoiding the question, though. Is okay. that a post so Malone? So if it was Post Malone, he's from upstate New York. Upstate New York is near Canada. Do Canadians say things like doing their teeth, like some kind of pervs that want to fuck their own teeth? I don't know. Oh, you've just alienated all of our listeners. That's not true. <laughs> the American ones are here for it. <laughs> but the Canadian ones are like, we're oot. <laughs> oh, no. We're oot, eh? So is this the Post Malone lyric or not? I, I'm going to say yes, because I've gotten the last two wrong. There has to be another Post Malone one in here somewhere. No, I wait. No, I keep saying yes. That's the problem. <laughs> you forgot your answer. <laughs> what, what were my answers? <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, no. No. I still. <laughs> final answer. Final answer, Regis. The answer is no. So you are right. Yay! Good job, Topher. Who is it? Well, take a celebratory drink and then I will tell you. Uh-huh. It's Dave Matthews. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's from his song, Ants Marching. And he's Canadian, he right? He wakes up in the morning. He's South African. Oh, that's why. It's the African that's- version of Canadian. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's part of the Commonwealth. So South Africa I'm saying the continent of Africa's version of Canadian. I detected a weird off-British, <clears throat> a la off-Broadway phrasing. Okay, so the- off-British is off-Broadway. Yeah. Got it off-British way of saying cleaning one's teeth and that does his teeth yeah okay one more one more lyric and you tell me if it's post Malone or not okay go ahead and take a sip just so you think about it as you drink uh. <laughs> well that's an interesting sound okay <laughs> I'm trying to say it's not laughing I can't even get through it <laughs> shoddy mixing up the vodka with the LaCroix that's not what are your what's your reasoning because that's a Nicki Minaj song no, you are wrong. Oh, was it Cardi B? No, it's Post Malone. Take a drink, man. Take a drink. Although, what was Shadi mixing up Lacroix with? Vodka. But mm. in fairness, when he sings, he says Lacroix, not Lacroix. Mixing up the vodka with the Lacroix. That's my terrible Post Malone impression. Wow. Any tidbits about the music video for that one? Or was it just him constantly mixing up? It's just, seltzer you know, with the vodka? video is just a real zoomed in. On him taking some like discount vodka and pouring LaCroix into it. And then that's the whole video, surprisingly. That's all the video shows. It's just like on repeat, and you're like, mm, got it the first five times post. Yeah. You don't need to keep doing it, buddy. Feels, feels but like he, you phoned it he's in. very insistent. Do you know what that song is called? LaCroix. It's called Wow. Oh, with the jazz hands? <laughs> yes. Wow, in parentheses, with the jazz hands. Um, wow. Well, that was a very yeah, look, enlightening. You just said it. Wow. It's in me now. How would you not? It's in me now. (laughs) I have a quiz for you. Well, I am going to fail it. So I'm just, you know what? Let's just go ahead and top it off. Top it off, girl. So you are going to do your quiz. It's not as bad as you think it's going to be. I'm going to get it wrong. Unless you're quizzing me about my imagined version of Provence now, I'm going to fail it. It is a lot of questions about Provence. Real Provence or imaginary Provence in my mind? The real one that we're going to live in. Okay, that's fair. I should know where we're going to live. Okay, question. This home that we have? Yes. Do we each have like a master with an ensuite? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and opposite ends of the house. Do I get a fireplace? We both get fireplaces. Okay, well, I don't care about yours as long as I have one. No, we both get fireplaces. Okay, that's fine. And also my ensuite has to have 
a walk-in shower and a soaking tub. But the soaking tub has to have, it's up against the stone wall where you open up the French doors and there's like a little balcony that has all like my like little plants and stuff growing. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to, what's a bath if you're just like soaking and there's no like natural beauty to take in, right? Well, mine has a clawfoot tub. Hmm. Didn't think about that. Did you? Soaking tubs can also be clawfoot. (laughs) Mine is a clawfoot tub and you look out into the lavender fields of Provence and there are just bells ringing constantly and you see the wind blowing all the lavender around. You know, my parents live in Virginia. Which is very much like Provence. Well, their neighbors are actually lavender farmers. They have like 40 acres of lavender fields. They sell that lavender? Yeah. Well, no, they just hoard it all. Like the 1% (laughs) of lavender owners. That would be great, though. They're like, eat the witch. (laughs) You're just growing lavender, like, but it's just for me. All right, what's your quiz? It's weird. I can't with you right now. Oh my God. Do they sell it? No, Rachel. (laughs) They just burn the fields once a year. But it smells great. (laughs) Our fact checkers are going to check on that anecdote because I don't really. You killed our fact checker. He's dead now. So we've got a whole team. Okay. Don't ruin the illusion. (laughs) So we're going to start off easy with a true or false. All right. Okay. True or false? Mm -hmm. Yes. Provence has only been producing wine for 500 years. I'm going to say false because I feel like the French have been drinking for a lot longer than like 1500. The French have, but has Provence. Well, are they part of France? Yes. So true. No. What was your question? How did you phrase it? (laughs) True or false? (laughs) It's not so much fun being in the hot seat, is it? (laughs) I'm drunk with power. And rosé. True or false, Provence <laughs> has only been producing... False! It is false. They've been producing yeah! beautiful wines for over 2,500 years. But not those uggo wines. Not the uggos, no. For over, wait, how many? 2,500. Jesus, guys. Yep. So they, like, got wine before they figured out fire, right? <laughs> That's how history works, right? Oh, no, you're not going to do well with the history portion of the... Uh... All right, why? I'm going to take a sip. I believe you should as well. I got it right. Yay, Rachel's not so stupid. All right, I already, I already talked to you about how they are the number one producer of rosé in the world. Yes, I remembered that. What is the number one producer of rosé in Provence. the world? Oh my God, you're so good. Woo! Drink again. I will. Also, I love that the article that I'm you know, reading all these facts from uh-huh. is British, and so they spell things like civilization with an S. Oh, fancy. It feels very fancy. I feel like I'm already expatriated, you know? Like we already are living in our home in Provence? Yeah. It's going to be so disappointing when we open up the door to our studio and walk out into the bleak, dismal... What's Go ahead. Name? Keep describing my home. <laughs> I Go was, for it. I was going to I was gonna pretend we were walking out into some really awful city. A.K.A. Rachel's house. So now we know what Tover thinks of where I live. You know what? Thank you. We're getting back to the quiz now. Okay. Over time, there have been many, many famous artists who have been drawn to Provence Ooh. to go and paint it. Drawn to Provence? Oh! <laughs> See what you did. Can you name three of the most four... <laughs> of the most four... Of the, of the, of the, of the. Yes, I will name three of the most four. <laughs> I sound like a witch. <laughs> okay. Three of the four most famous artists. Three of the most four. Van Gogh. Yes. It's one. Fuck yeah, I did it. Um, Van Gogh two. Double stars. Van Gogh harder. <laughs> no ears, Van Gogh. He cut them both off this time. Van Gogh die young. Um, Picasso. Yes, that's Ooh, two. Ooh, look at me go. You just need one more. Three of the four most artists. One more. Oh, man. Can you give me a hint about the time period? We are dealing right now exclusively with 18 and 1900s. Okay, 18 1900s. Mm-hmm. Think, Is it a person I know? And landscapes. Oh, Monet. No. Oh, Marguerite. No. no. You are you're on the Mene. right track though. Um. So the other two options were Renoir and Cezanne. Oh yeah, I would not have recalled this at this point in my alcohol journey. Yeah, well that's on you. Well, so how did I do, Topher? You get to drink. Thank you. Wait, do you have more questions? I do. Oh, okay. God, you got to ask me like fifteen hundred. I asked you five. So we already talked about how Provence is <laughs> the sunniest place in France. Yes. How many days out of the year do they get full sun? Oh, okay. 
So here's something you are probably aware. I am not great with putting numerical values to things. I know. That's why I like to ask you for blank checks. He really does. And like, I keep getting notices from my bank, like you're overdrawn, you're overdrawn. I'm like, what? I don't understand numbers. Whatever. Topher says it's okay. So I'm not worried about it. And it usually is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have a good gauge of like what is sunny. Okay. I do know there are 365 days in a year, sometimes a 66 re- if it's a leap year. That's a really good starting off point. So what's sunniest for France? Mm-hmm. Or just... Mm-hmm. It's, it's Yeah, no, this is not the sunniest place in the world. This is okay. the sunniest place in France. Okay, I'm going to say 230 days. Mm, you are very low. Well, fine. How many? 300. Oh, shit. That's really sunny, it it's seems like. very sunny. That's like most days out of the month, except for three February. Except for February. <laughs> February is pitch black, everyone. February like, no light, February. But you realize this has nothing to do with, like, there being eclipses and no. more to do with, like, rainfall and cloud cover? February is just, like, solid rain plus a little bit more. Like, like maybe some hailstones, some yes. fire and brimstone. Ooh, can we get a play of frogs or something in there, too? <laughs> just to mix it up. Some locusts. Yes. It's not good for the vines, I will tell you that much. Well, they've told me. Yeah. No, it's... It <laughs> so I got has, it right? No, <laughs> no, you did not. But you, and so you need to take a gulp. Gulp. Yeah. You know how you started off? I did. I don't know why I did that. That was so stupid of me. Why do I gulp wine? I should know by this Because you're a lush. Well, that's fair. Yes, Provence enjoys around 300 days of sun each year. Okay. And what's also fun is that they enjoy largely cloudless nights, which means that most of the rainfall that happens during the year does actually happen during the day. Is that better? Well, what it means is because Provence (laughs) is also famous for having the lowest light pollution of a a large Mm -hmm. area in France, Mm -hmm. you can go and like in Provence and see all the stars. So you could have like really beautiful sunny days, like drinking rose. And if you are still awake <clears throat> mm-hmm. and not passed out on the terrace. So my question for you then is Provence solely inhabited by a bunch of just drunk astronomers. Oh my God. This sounds like an amazing place. Well, we're going to live there. It's kind of like, better be. it's like Epcot center for rich people. But we also live there. And there's no children. And they're no not allowed. Children. They're not. That's a new thing about Provence. Is that your next question? That was my next question is, are there children? Which, no. po- which podcasting duo successfully outlawed any children in In Provence. Us! Yay! We did it! Finally, we did it! You have have three more questions. Oh my god! That's so many questions. You always quiz me and I never get to quiz you. Let's do it then! Alright, come on. So, this is phrased in like the form of a Jeopardy question. (laughs) Oh, okay. This city, capital city Mm -hmm. of Provence, Mm -hmm. is the second largest city in all of France. What is Nice? No. I don't know then. Marseille. Okay, fine. Next question. What is the iconic flower of Provence? Lavender. Good job! Yay! I remembered something. All right, now this one you should be able to get. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's condescending, but okay. Fine. Because you're a real dummy, Rachel. No, it's just that I'm really Baptist. We're very condescending people. No. No. Oh, bless your heart. No. <laughs> okay, what's the question? Why are we like weird, like, Baptist <laughs> Like from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Oh no. Oh, no. Have a have a soda. All right. Provence is host to this. Hostess. Ding dongs. Yes. Twinkies. I got it. <laughs> I did it. Yay. No. Provence. Score one for Rachel. Woo. Provence is host to this exclusive invitation only cinematic event once a year. The Cannes Film Festival. Yes. Oh my god, I did it. Yes. And now that we live there, we're gonna get invited. <gasps> Ooh, can we make a movie about ourselves? No, but somebody should make one about us. <laughs> mm. I don't want to put in all that work. Mm. And I want to, who would you have cast you in a movie about Ooh, yourself? But I want, I want, can we get like veto control? Like if we don't like them, we're like, uh-uh, no. Oh, yeah. Redo. We're not signing the rights to our life away. Ooh, who would I want as myself? Yeah. No, okay. Better. I already know who I would pick to play okay. you. Okay, so we're going to pick um, each other's celebrity in the face to okay. play ourselves in our true life. But we also, get to, we also get to pick ourselves too, right? No. Okay, I think that we probably should. We no. should have both sides of things. No. Who would you get to play me? Christina Hendricks. Ooh, I like that. Tell me why. Because she is beautifully 
wonderful and curvaceous, has this Thank amazing you. complexion mm. and pulls off like lighter red shades of hair really mm-hmm. well. So that's Topher's way, and I know I'm. A I've great- also met her, by the way, and she's delightful and kind of a lush. So that's Topher's way of saying that I'm a drunk, busty, sexy redhead. Yep. Okay. You know who I would get to play you? If it's not, um, our Serena- fact checkers are going to love this. By the if way, if it's not Serena Vanderwoodson, then I don't want to know. I'm going to get Jude Law to play you. Why? Because he's losing his hair? No. Because I think, like, physically, like, he's got the tall thinness that you have, and he's also got, like, the sexy charm okay. that you have. Okay. And I can see you... I and think- he does a really good British accent, just like me. Yes. Just but- like me! <laughs> I think that in your heart, Topher, you are secretly British. I think so. I think it's not so secret, actually, that I just... But your, your words come out American. Yeah. It's a All speech right. impediment. It's a problem, again... But I'm overcoming it, because spare- I'm so brave. He really is. So if you would like to sponsor Topher in his speech therapy. All it costs you is the cost of one provincial house per year. Per year. You know, one one pound a year, sir. No, one pound a day. We need more money than like one pound a year because even with conversion, that's not going to be enough to help you. No, that's like not very much at all. No, it's really not. It's like what, a dollar fifty, thirty? I don't know the current conversion, but it's not enough. So we need like a pound of cash a day. Yes. Send us a literal pound in terms of weight. High denominations. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a kilo of like just cold hard cash. So. <laughs> you can go metric. That's fine. I think a kilo is like way more than a like a kilo is like Ki- the, that's the, their version of a ton, right? Yes, that is how conversion. <laughs> so you just want like a bulldozer of cash to show up on your driveway that's every correct. day. I do want a bulldozer of cash to show. Up She's on a my simple driveway. girl with simple tastes, but I love her anyway. <laughs> the bottom line is, Topher needs help. He's British in his heart, but not in his mouth, and. <laughs> I mean, I've had British in my mouth. Let's be real. (laughs) Oh, no. Nobody can ever listen to this one. (laughs) That's when I had my best. My best. My first. Best. (laughs) Fact checker is saying that is wrong. Fact checker is not my husband. (laughs) That's not a thing. I meant to say my first gay experience. But you know, one could argue that much like your first bite of the apple, the first bite is always the best. And then at a certain point, (laughs) I'm getting things thrown at me. I'm going to stop. Yes, I think you should. You know what I think we should do as we come to the end of our glasses? We should give thanks. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And Post Malone. And Post Malone. To our Lord and Savior, Post Malone. Speaking of which, tell me some um, info about his tattoos and I'll tell you if you're right or not. Info about his tattoos. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know he has a sword tattoo on his face. Yes, because he loves swords. And he's super, yes. in, he's super into that show on like Netflix or Hulu that's about blacksmiths making their own swords and every single challenge is another sword. I haven't watched it's it. It's repetitive. It's very repetitive. Yeah. They don't do pikes. No. They don't do like, like sword, like, sword, sword, sword. I get it. Yeah. Every now and then there's a katana, but it's still a sword. Oh, God. Okay. His taste in TV is terrible. We um, know that. Tell me about he's, his tattoos. His he's taste not gotten any tattoos. in prison. His tattoos? Yes. He's not gotten any in prison. Because he's not been to prison, correct? Yeah. All right. Tell me what his tattoos are. First of all, how many does he have? 365. 366 if it's a leap year. You are surprisingly close if you take out the 300 part. 65. Yes, he does. Oh my God, you drink. I, you don't have to tell me twice. I never get things right. Mm, right. So what are some of his other tattoos besides the sword? I'm going to say there's like a weeping lady. Mm, elaborate. A lady who is weeping. Wrong. Do you Take know it- that? Do yes. you know that? Have you seen every inch of his body? You would be surprised, but I have not seen. But I'm going to say oh, no. Wow. I um, Look at my, I have three pages of notes. By hand, does he I have... should add, because I take this seriously. You're a consummate professional. I am. It's why you deserve a house in Provence. It is why. Does he have any mythological creatures? No. Ostriches are mythological. That's not true. Okay, but he does have some really fucking weird ones. So tell me some about those. A melting hourglass. No, he does not have a Salvador Dali tattoo. 
Those are melting clocks. Mm, it's all time. It's all measurement of time. It's really the same, isn't it? Drink up. Um, he, does he has some, some quotes. Mm, he has words. Ooh, here's a little fun thing. Tell me what's... He has one word under one eye and another word under another eye. So it's like a two-word thing. What is it? There, it's just one word on one, each. One word here, one word there. So like one under the right eye, one under the left. And I am not enunciating well at this point, so <laughs> that's fine. It says, mm, mm. Uh, uh. Well, clearly that's fuck you. <laughs> yes, yes, fuck you. Tattooed under his eyes. I don't know. What do you think I might say? Okay, let me give you a hint. Always, mm. Fuck. Always, let's move away from the word fuck, because that's not right. Always, but it's just one other word. Mm-hmm. Always, always love. Always, always, mm. always, always mm. murder. Always, always murder. He's pro-murder. Some people are. Well. He was looking at you, kid. I have not murdered anybody yet, but I might kill you if you don't get this right. Oh, always hustling. Ooh, good guess, but no, it's always tired. Oh, well, that's sad. (laughs) Why is it sad, Topher? Because he's always tired. He needs some rest. He can rest. Apparently he can't. Maybe he has insomnia. Some people do. Not Post Malone. All right, he also has something else tattooed on his forehead. What does it say? Over an eyebrow, specifically. Oh, not this one. It's the good one. Don't look at this eyebrow. It's not as nice as my other one. That's very wordy. So were some of his lyrics, honestly. Well, we're not here to judge his lyrics. We're here to judge his wine. And we will get to that in a minute. But let's keep talking about the tattoos while we finish our drinks. I don't know what was on his... He says, stay away. Oh, it's probably because he's so tired. That's why he's so crabby. Yeah, he's like, please stay away. Like, he just wants to rest. I need a nap. He's like, please... Guys, right? give me like 30 minutes. I just want a nap. What do you think he has over the other eyebrow? It's not words. Nothing. It's an image. No. Oh, it's an image? It's an image, not words. It's a traditional tattoo of a picture of some sort. Oscar the Grouch, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, it's Oscar the Grouch. It's um, the Ace of Spades. Like the entire card in miniature? Uh-huh. No, well, it can't be that detailed. Well, have you, you know seen, have you seen his face? At some point, I'm sure I'm belching now. <laughs> I would like to thank Post Malone for his wine and the delicious experience that it has afforded But we us. are not there yet. So he has some famous figures tattooed on himself from history and pop culture. Who are they? Uh, Mother Teresa, Joan of Arc. Uh, uh, one more. Uh, Give me one more. James Woods. Yes. You're so close. It's amazing. It's JFK, Kurt Cobain. And zombie Jesus. Oh my God. That's crazy because Kurt Cobain. You also have zombie Jesus tattooed on you? Not anywhere you can see. And it's only glow in the dark. Kurt Cobain and Sponsor idea. JFK are the Mother Teresa and Joan of Arc of see, our I generation. You were go Marilyn Monroe JFK connection. But you're in this scenario, no. you're, you're saying that Mother Teresa is equal to Kurt Cobain. Yes. And JFK is equal to Joan of Arc. Yes. And Mother Teresa, no, wait, no. Marilyn Monroe. No, not Marilyn Monroe. Wait, you said that in a I second. I said James Woods. Well, fine. What the fuck, Rachel? So James Woods. So you Woods equate James Woods with Marilyn zombie Monroe? Zombie Jesus is what I'm saying. Yeah, James Woods is zombie Jesus. Mm, I'm not going to give James Woods that credit. He's kind of an asshole. I feel like no zombie Jesus No apologies be... to James Woods, by the way. We are very anti-James Woods on this podcast. Except for your work in Hercules, which is lovely. Thank you for that. Also, straight talk. Where you learn to talk straight? No, the Dolly Parton movie. I have not seen it. I made him watch it recently. Our fact, fact checker. <laughs> I keep him chained up at night and just make him watch Dolly Parton movies. It's fun for me. Anyway. I'm sure it is. All right, so we're getting... To, let's finish this. Are we delivering a verdict? Mm-hmm. To make it fun, let's say our verdict at the same time on the count of three. Okay. Three, two, one. Not, not guilty. guilty! Oh, my God! Yes! I... That was a delicious wine. I really liked it. You know, I, I know I made the face at the beginning because I drank way too much too fast, but I really enjoyed it. It was delightful. What did you like about it? I felt like it was a really consummate example mm-hmm. of... Ooh, big word. Fuck you. Of what was happening. It's a consummate example of fuck you. It was a that's, really... Oh my God, Topher, that's on the bottle. You didn't see where it said it, this line is a consummate example of fuck you. I hate you. Thank you. It was a really good example of what Provence offers. Mm-hmm. And Their wind and belts, which is all I retained from your information. It was complex, but accessible. Rude. But also, I learned a bunch about... Friendship? 
friendship. <laughs> I was about to say about Post Malone and my friend Aww. and my gal pal here. My gal pal. Yeah, who loves tormenting me. I love... Tormenting everyone. I love just getting a glimpse into the mind of Topher. And I think that our... It's a scary place, isn't it? It's a delightful, whimsical place. With some monsters. Well, you know, everything needs a conflict. Otherwise, it's not a good story. It's so true. And I think our listeners really appreciate learning more about you and how you think of Post Malone is the bottom line. I'm glad that you say that. So it started Mm -hmm. in 1986 on a blustery night. and That's not true. So... Honestly, this was a good wine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i surprised by Post Malone. He did better than I thought. Well, I don't think he made the wine personally. Mm, he did. With his own feet? Yep. <laughs> With his very own feet. Did you not get the taste of feet? I didn't. Well. He must have very clean feet. Your palate's not very sophisticated. I guess not, Rachel. No, I'm, I'm impressed. Good job, Post Malone. Good job. That was so, delightful. Post Malone, thank you for providing us with fantastic content mm-hmm. and delicious drunkenness. Love your lyrics. Topher's a huge fan. And as always, this has been True Crimes Against Wine. Keep okay, bye. Bye. Thank y'all.